0: This is Wendy Whelan. Thank you for joining us on New Combinations.
1: Wendy! <laughs> Wendy!
0: You're here. You're at New York yes. City Ballet. We're so happy to have you. Oh, I'm and
1: so happy to be here.
0: I wanted to just check in and see how you feel in your first three weeks on the job. you well, got an office. I do very
1: little. <laughs> I know, yeah. You're teaching class. I'm teaching class. This yeah. is new for me. I'm learning as much as I'm teaching. And uh, I just, um, it's a chance to get to know the dancers better.
0: Yeah. I heard your class is very, very hard. Are they? Yeah. Well, I, the first class I heard about it. But okay. how has I, it changed I, since it, you've taught, like, this your third class today?
1: Yeah, it was easier. Today was easier. Okay. I, I sense that uh, they don't perform yet. So right. this is a good time to build something, yeah. to work on it. Yeah. And you've, put, you've been watching
0: for a little, you know, oh, well, over the years, but a little more Uh, recently kind of in the house so you you see where you want to kind of pump certain parts up and and where you want to like shape the line a little bit differently so I'm sure that I'm sure you're getting some for myself
1: I want to try different things there
0: well this company in New York City Ballet you know was built by Balanchine and Robbins and it was built as a house for creating and developing and breaking boundaries and I feel like you're a really good fit for that
1: oh yeah yeah well I'm excited yeah really excited
0: this season coming up is your your first season as artist in residence at New York City Ballet, but strangely none of your ballets are going <laughs> for the for, for the first time in a while because usually okay. we have a ballet of yours, yeah. at least going in a season. But this is all Balanchine, and I wanted to, and you'll be here for most of the season, and I wanted to see what you were excited about.
1: Every Balanchine ballet that you watch, it's a world of its own. They're very different, and they give you so much information, especially with new dancers. It can look very, very different if someone with uh, imagination takes over. So I'm excited about that.
0: Are there any ballets that, that are going that you haven't seen before? Do you know? Are there many ballets? I don't think I've Balanchine.
1: seen Tsigani, uh, which is Erante now. Right. I haven't seen it live. I've seen the the film. Okay no they are m- more familiar but uh, as i said every time is a new experience because you s- you see things you know last season when my Namuna was sharing the bill with la source i it was such an immense pleasure to to watch la source every time mm-hmm. and um, you know what i love to do because i've been into old Choreography, old notations, and I, I've I've read many of them, and I love recognizing the old steps from I uh, from bring, the imperial. I was going to bring this up
0: because I remember you saying this to me, and you were like, "That moment is yeah. from this historical
1: yeah.
0: part yeah. of this old piece that yeah. we might not know," and and I loved that you put the dots together.
1: Yeah, you can see him as a chef. He's he's using ingredients and then cooking something completely new, of course.
0: You do that a little bit, too. I remember when you first came and you made Russian Seasons, people were like, that's Najinska that moment, or little bits here and there, just kind of resurrecting old ideas and making them new.
1: A lot of stuff that I, it's just part of me, part of my experience as a a dancer, as a spectator, as a student of ballet history, whatever, you know. It's just part of the language that I use, I guess.
0: Like Balanchine, you're from Ukraine. He's from Georgia, but you both trained in Russia. When you were there studying as a young boy... Yeah. Did people talk about Balanchine? Well,
1: Balanchine was not part of the repertory yeah. and was not part of uh, my experience, you know, uh, when I started to really be interested in ballet. I knew the name, of course, from, from the books. That was it. And I think that's... the first time I saw Balanchine live was Monte Carlo Ballet performing on tour in Moscow. Late 80s, and I saw uh, Prodigal Son and I which completely blew my mind because I I was very much into drama theater there. And I saw the constructivist drama theater from, uh, you know, 1920s, this amazing development in Soviet Russia. And then violin concerto. Totally. Which was absolutely different, but also so great. So I love the first movement with this running in and out, you know, holding hands, and then oh, two yeah. two d- duets, e- extraordinary duets. And then, strangely, the last part, uh, uh, I didn't like it at all. And the last movement, yeah, the last movement. I was thinking like, that's so messy. It's not you know exciting. And then I remember talking to Benjamin Milipier uh-huh. years later. Mm-hmm. And uh, remembering my impression, I said, well, I love Ballet and except for the finale. And he opened his eyes and said, well, this is the most genius choreography I know. And then I looked at it with fresh eyes, and and he was, of course, right. The Balanchine ballets give you... Different information in different stages of your life, and I love that.
0: Mm, I feel the same. Yeah. exactly.
1: Then uh, the first time, I think it was prior this um, uh, experience with Monte Carlo Ballet, that my professor at the Bolshoi, after graduation already, he showed me um, Apollo uh, mm-hmm. VHS tape, mm-hmm. uh, very bad quality, mm-hmm. but uh, Peter Martins and Susan mm-hmm. Farrell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember his comment, he said, look how pure it is, the purity of it Mm -hmm. he loved Mm -hmm. and I loved as well. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I started dancing in Kiev with the National Opera of Ukraine. And Mm -hmm. my director, the great Ukrainian dancer, Valery Kovtun, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, after a year, he left the theater.
0: Mm. But then
1: I got a call, I was so upset. I mm. got a call from him. He organized a little group, mm-hmm. and he invited me to guest to dance there. Mm-hmm. So he staged Apollo,
0: mm.
1: and it was like, and you did it. I can't believe it. And I asked him to have a permission to, and he said, yeah, of course. Barbara Horgan wow. g- told me stage that, which I doubted. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> will have to go back to she's yeah. we'll f- we'll have
0: to ask her. Okay. <laughs> so.
1: Um we were on tour in Odessa in this mm-hmm. beautiful theater dancing in Polo for two weeks. I mm-hmm. was dancing in Polo with a great Ukrainian ballerina, Tayakina mm-hmm. and I loved everything about it. The carriage at the end, yeah. the coda, the, the solo, the beginning. It was just, um, um, yeah, so amazing.
0: What did that change in your dancing at, at that point in your at life? At that
1: point... It didn't change anything. I or was, in your
0: mind about yourself as a dancer. Well,
1: I had no idea what balancing style is. Okay. I was just copying the video. I was copying Peter Martins there. Okay. And um, then I joined Royal Winnipeg Ballet mm-hmm. in Canada. And then we had Vicky Simon staging Square Dance. Then I danced Tarantella. I danced Chaipa. I danced mm-hmm. Padidis. And uh, Vicky and Mary Ashley they were mm-hmm. teaching classes, and then... Two such purists. I was looking at my body in the mirror, and I was amazed how it changed after two weeks of Balanchine classes. I used to use my muscles so much. It was so tense. Mm-hmm. And then with Balanchine's tempo, super mm-hmm. quick tempo, you just, mm-hmm. you just can't. Mm-hmm. You, you work with the you other whittle, tools. You kind of
0: whittle away. Exactly, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like
1: bones or joints, whatever. Yeah. But uh, the shape of my legs changed. The knees became thinner. And I loved it. And I thought, well, I, kn- I need to go to New York and try to audition for City Ballet, which I did.
0: Right, really, right after that? I mean, yes. right after that Yeah, kind the of- first year
1: after Winnipeg, wow. uh, I joined Winnipeg Ballet.
0: Yeah.
1: I was auditioning, uh, and... Uh, my director, uh, John Mean, was friends, is friends with Meryl Lashley. Yep. So mm-hmm. I remember Meryl meeting me at the stage door mm-hmm. and leading to the studio.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I took class, and I remember you in a class.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, you reminded me of this. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I was focused on I something. think you were
1: late for plies. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, probably. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I wanted saw to you. make an entrance for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, I didn't get into the company. And the second year I again, I didn't get there but I actually joined Roald Danish Ballet in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there was darling Adam Luthier teaching. Yeah. Uh, Ballet class style. Yeah. And then we had uh, Symphony in C, Rubies, uh, Violin Concerto. Square
0: dance. Did you get to do that? Square yet? dance.
1: I danced in Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I adored it. And I remember Vicky rehearsing me. He, mm-hmm. She taught me the solo. Mm-hmm. And then she said, "Well, it's very, it's good. Now try to dance it simpler." Oh. It was one of the most important corrections that I've ever got because I was doing in an interpretation of it. Yeah, and uh, hearing her saying, "Do it simpler," I understood that you can just do the steps mm-hmm. and just let the music go through your body, and that's enough. That's it, and yeah. I think I I started to understand, uh, you know, that 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 it's not only style of dancing, but it's like an ethic.
0: Yeah, and it came with Apollo because he stripped. Exactly. Yeah, that's when he started to strip away and say, it it can be more powerful with less.
1: Yeah, even though I was talking with JP this morning about uh-huh. Apollo being a character role.
0: Oh. So uh,
1: yeah, uh, there are different interpretations. But yeah. I um, exactly, I was rem- uh, reading about um, uh, Apollo that Stravinsky taught him to use less uh-huh. rather than more. Uh-huh. So in, in Denmark, I remember uh, Colin Nuri staged Symphony in C, and I was cast in every part. I, actually I can pef- see you doing I, each one. I, do I performed first, and third, and fourth. The second I rehearsed but didn't perform, uh-huh. and then John Terrace came for the last week before.
0: Yeah, he used to own Symphony and C. I I know. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then he, uh, it was Easter, and he gave me a, a rabbit made of straw with a mm. little card saying to you, to my fellow Ukrainian. I still have it. That's I amazing. treasure it. Yeah. Wow. I was actually rehearsing the Ukrainian connection of C- in in City Ballet, yeah. and I found There's quite a, a lot of people. Who, yeah. Starting with Barbara Karinska, who uh-huh. was born in Kharkiv. Okay. And she lived there uh-huh. uh, uh, for some time before moving to, to Moscow and then to Europe. Then, uh, of course, Tumkovsky. My f- And favorite. Dudin. Dudin, I loved them both. Both came from Ukraine.
0: They were such excellent teachers. Were they? And such amazing humans and mm-hmm. uh, life-changing. Wow! Well, yeah. I will need to yeah. learn more about oh. them. You'll, I can, tell, you'll tell me. You'll have a lot of people that will give you a lot of love for them. Okay. Yeah.
1: Great, yeah. great.
0: I wanted to f- kind of pick your brain about embodying the choreography and also sort of studying is it, it as a choreographer or looking at it through a choreographic lens. So what the two sides were like for you to be in it physically and to understand it as a designer, you know, mm-hmm. so... Well, I
1: think when I was dancing, I didn't separate the two things. Mm-hmm. I, I started to choreograph very early, and I always knew that I wanted to be a choreographer. And I did in interpretations of that, as I mentioned before. I always wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. You know? The better choreography you dance, the more information it gives you as a choreographer. The you.
0: better choreography, the stronger the choreography yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah.
1: So I just remember inside my body in, in my muscles the coordination, the steps, the musicality, the and rhythm. Th-
0: and what it teaches and you. And what
1: it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, I do remember that some choreographies felt unorganic, uncomfortable, but you sort of understand with your brain that this, it's not. You know, it, maybe it's not important how you feel, what you feel. <laughs> <Because> it, <laughs> yeah. it might look very, very good. Yeah. And then sometimes yeah. you feel very free and it's easy to do and you enjoy it a lot. But then you you also understand that maybe it's not that great. It's not that Needs interesting. Yeah. yeah. So these things are always, was yeah. always, um, were always in my mind when I was dancing. I was analyzing the text uh-huh. I was performing.
0: Uh-huh. You are also like Balanchine and many other choreographers, extremely musical. And I feel like when you started to make ballets here, that reverence for the music and that real deep understanding of of music and decision-making over musicality was very potent in your work, more so than other maybe younger or just had a different focus choreographers. Did Balanchine's choreography... Fuel that in you or was that always in you or or do you find a connection in yourself with that? I think
1: when I first saw Balanchine's choreography I felt that this is it mm. this is the choreography that speaks to the music and there is a direct connection mm-hmm. it's not so much a commentary or I- an illustration but it's, a, it's, a, it's another world mm-hmm. that combined with the musical world in harmony, sometimes in contraposition, but uh, it just creates such a full experience, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I th- I thought, it, what a contrast to what I know as a Bolshoi spectator, mm-hmm. where the um, the impulse comes. From completely different place, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. it's not from your connection with the music you or know, how you hear the music. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from the orchestra bit. Mm-hmm. it comes from the desire to impress
0: mm-hmm.
1: or to to leave the story, to make the audience believe the character.
0: Something on the outside, it's, rather than something from the inside. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I love the music, and I played uh, piano, and mm-hmm. uh, I listened to the music a lot uh, when I was a student. Mm-hmm preparing myself to Mm. be a choreographer. I made a plan. Okay. I'm going to be a choreographer.
0: Wow. How old were you when you felt that? I think it was
1: like 12, 13.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: When I saw Balanchine, I saw the light uh, Mm. and an example, Mm. an ideal.
0: And I think that our dancers, because that is so built into us as as students and as young dancers in the company, I feel like we connect with you because you connect with that. So... Mm. I feel like you revived that for us more, having you here. Yeah, that's, that's so. wonderful to hear. Yeah. But
1: what you're talking about just gave me an idea of this old book by Fyodor Lopukhov, who, whose choreography Balanchine was dancing mm. uh, in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book, The Paths of a Choreographer, mm. discussing the different ways the choreography could be connected to the music. Mm-hmm. He said dancing on the music, dancing music, dancing side of the music, mm-hmm. he, he, like, made three or four different, you know, ideas of the connection. Mm-hmm. It's endless. The possibilities are endless. You can contradict the music and still be expressing something yeah. about the music. And
0: you don't have to take the one path the whole way. No, you
1: not at all. You can
0: add either. in that opposite.
1: And Balanchine was, of course, a great master of not not copying the, the, the rhythms or mm-hmm. the patterns of mm-hmm. the music but i don't even have the words to explain how his his landscape yeah. connects to the music yeah it it's almost not...
0: lights it from behind with a different exactly. thing so that you see it but it's not it, yeah, it it's yeah. like a, it's it counters it, it yeah. but you all, you hear it more because of what he yeah, yeah has yeah. done with it yeah. by making it into a five instead of a four or something Somehow, like in Rubies, there's all those different. Mm. Uh, Do you have a favorite ballet that you danced of Balanchine's in your dancing days? uh,
1: I would say Square Dance and uh, Tarantella, probably. To watch, uh, there are so many, Serenade and and Symphony C, I think, two ideal ballets. Yeah. One in tutu and one in a romantic tutu. And yeah. I love um, Libes Lider. I love yeah. Bugaku. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, there are so many. Violin concerto.
0: You know, Albert did square dance for his graduation. She did. At school. She yeah, did. he was yeah. beautiful. Like yeah. a, a, flying through the air in the softest landing. Oh, I can I'm see sure. you in that as well.
1: What was your favorite Balanchine ballet to dance? Oh,
0: I, I'm like you because I spent time over generations and I got to experience the spectrum of it Mm -hmm. and I always talk about when I first joined it was those Leotard Stravinsky Mm -hmm. ballets and then I I more into the piano concerto number two the kind of the, the technical um classical Balanchine and then into the romantic Balanchine I took that that rainbow journey of that's where I went I didn't have access emotionally or Physically to understanding the romantic side of Balanchine, I was too h- hyperactive. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to relax, and I didn't know how to let the man drive. I was I was driving. I was kicking. I was run- <laughs> running and um and that's where I was comfortable. I was like, just I wanted to pound Sorry, through this.
1: You didn't let them dance you.
0: No, it took a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. It took. A, I got a. I got sort of connected with Jacques Soto at a certain time in my. Life when I was around 30, when I kind of started to get a little tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I could kind of realize, oh, vulnerability is kind of good in balancing. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be the, the driver all the time. And the, yeah, so then I started to really find that different shade and enjoy that. And then I, I couldn't get enough of it in the end. I just really, you know really which, wanted the Which the one I love poetry.
1: of yours as uh, Brahms Schumberg.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, this isn't me. I took the head <laughs> off and I gave it to Meryl Ashley. I go, this doesn't work. I After a while, I just didn't feel like that. But it did. Really? Oh, well, shoot. I should try again <laughs> with you here. Yeah, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm this person. I wanted to also ask you, because also you seem like a choreographer that's like balancing very committed to classical ballet Mm. for the most part with a twist here and there but it's ballet is it's not modern dance Mm. but also pushing the boundaries of ballet and pushing the physicality and recycling those historical moments and to making them new and i i just wanted to see if you felt there was a connection there between the two of you or is it is it your heritage mm-hmm. of being, you know, in that part of the world growing up or um, training, you do you know, think?
1: I think when I was studying mm-hmm. and then I graduated mm-hmm. and we started to, to see VHS tapes mm-hmm. and the, the Western company started to come mm-hmm. on tour, mm-hmm. I was so amazed that there is another side of ballet that we didn't know mm-hmm. that I was very much into it, trying to copy mm-hmm. whoever I saw. Kilian, Bajar, mm-hmm. Petit, uh, and then Balanchine, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Forsythe, when he came, was a revelation. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I was already choreographing different places, and I mm-hmm. worked in Australia doing... Um, Uh, old Massine Ballet, Squally Dybala, funny little, Mm. using a lot of classical steps, Mm -hmm. but fast. Mm. And then in another studio was Wayne McGregor doing his creation. And whenever Mm -hmm. I had time, I would go there and Mm -hmm. watch, thinking, Mm -hmm. gosh, he's so edgy and Mm -hmm. I'm so dated. And then mm-hmm. I spoke with my Australian friend, and he said, you're wrong. That's mm-hmm. your strengths. Mm-hmm. And that was the turning point when mm-hmm. I I think I stopped trying to be someone else. And I thought, okay, I, I, I know something. Mm-hmm. It's in my body. I love it. Mm-hmm. Why, why should I not, not at least use it? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I started to feel more comfortable, as you said, you, uh, recycling stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. But also there's the word that kept, kept coming to my mind as you were t- talking right now is Rigor. Like you have a rigor in the work, and Balanchine has that rigor. And I don't, not every choreographer quite has that. It's just a different way, but. I just wondered if that was maybe it's just the way it's just. I you. think it's
1: from from everything, from yeah. training, from upbringing, from and from
0: seeing so much in the world, which is also something Balanchine did. He got to see a lot, and you studied, you were at um, Royal Danish. He spent time there. You got born in You brought that into yeah. your body, and you you could put it into your choreography the way Balanchine did.
1: Uh, I think the moment I realized that I want to have ballet as my life mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. I, I sort of understood that I need to get information. I need mm-hmm. to learn things. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, I, I understood that there is so much more than just the training that I got, which was great. The mm-hmm. training was mm-hmm. super hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, But also, um, we were taught to serve not not to, you know, mm-hmm. take it lightly, but to, to serve the art and to serve the tradition as well. Mm-hmm. That was very, like, uh, an important part of uh, our training. Mm-hmm. They explained, the teacher explained that mm-hmm. the stage is soccer or something. Mm-hmm. And there were many rules, like you can't eat in a studio, you can't walk in your street shoes on the stage, you know, starting from there. And you curtsy or bow when you meet an older colleague in the corridor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, some of it is a bit funny, but uh, yeah, there is something in it. The ballet has been there for 300 years and we, uh, we're we given this gift mm-hmm. and we need to sort of carry it with us, enrich it and then give it to, to the next ones.
0: Mm-hmm. I was watching a film of Violette Verdi and Emeralds last night on mm-hmm. youtube and and then meryl ashley in the same role and i was and the balanchine dancers and i was watching how how free their neck is mm. and how their a palm was just very full and round and open and and you have that in your you build that into your work we, in we, a we, strong way and i and i think that i remember there was a time when forsyth was like where is A Mall gone? Nobody's using A Mall. It's dead. Mm-hmm. And uh and, and 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 you don't ever deny us A Palma in your work and and Balanchine was very important to him and I wanted what you thought about. I, of, I
1: think epilman is one of the basic principles. You yeah. you give your body a, a light, a different light. You, yeah. you you show the audience different aspects of a three-dimensional shape. Uh, we were just talking about it uh, in the morning. This this uh, class. I think those great ladies were so free because they have very strong legs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the
1: core was so strong yeah. that they could relax, and Definitely. sometimes you know the dancers compensate. They're not, they're not so strong down there, so they they get more tense. Uh
0: huh.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's doable. It's you if you work in it, that's yeah. it comes.
0: And it's an understanding of beauty. I think people can. They don't quite reach the point of understanding that you have to go that far to 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 make it let the beauty out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: the be- the beauty I understand what you're saying, but the beauty uh, could be uh, whatever yeah yeah if if you commit to it, that, that could be that could mm-hmm. be really beautiful, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's more it's more like an understanding of the 3 di- the mechanics mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. three-dimensional mm-hmm. position that you have mm-hmm. on stage, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's also it's a very old thing. I think it was like uh, uh, almost like medieval mm-hmm. uh, or Renaissance when they discovered that positioning of the body on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there are rules there, mm-hmm. and you you can find out, and it can be very expressive. It can be seen from very far
0: mm-hmm. if you
1: position yourself and, well, and it can speak
0: from very far. Exactly, yeah. And the light will hit in you in a mm-hmm. different way yeah, if yeah. it's hit the right. It's angles. like
1: I always think that if you look at the uh, ancient sculptures, Greek and Roman, or which you love so much. Luke, I do. Yeah. Uh, and I hunt them in different, yeah. you know, parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, how every tiniest change of the line make a huge difference. And those sculptors or painters spend lives perfecting these lines. And yeah. we could be so careless, you know, yeah. just placing the arm up there without yeah. really realizing that tiny, tiny difference could make it work or not.
0: How can you describe a palm Mall in well, regards to ballet?
1: In simple terms, I think you just face the corner, Instead of yeah. face in front, mm-hmm. like in a passport mm-hmm. picture, mm-hmm. but because <laughs> I we love beca- that. because we have so many joints and parts in our body, mm-hmm. it's quite a complex thing. Because mm-hmm. you need to feel the position, mm-hmm. you need to present the angle of your neck and head. It's actually really, really complex. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also I remember a description of eponym as uh, letting the light, highlight. Certain parts of your body, mm-hmm.
0: and it's sort of like a quarter of your face. It's not ever like quite your full face. It, there's always a twist, a yeah, spiraling. So yeah,
1: yeah. So of yeah, the yeah spine uh, between the back. shoulders, your head turns to the right yeah. or to the left. Yeah,
0: three quarter of your something. Yeah.
1: And then there is very beautiful definition of cross and efface. Efface being an open one, and cross being crossed one. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a whole philosophy. It's much more than just geometry, but it's. Um, yeah, it's uh, sort of neglected I would agree with uh, foresight it gives an extraordinary quality to those who use it I
0: consciously. can tell you I watched a rehearsal um that Mimi Paul mm-hmm. uh, the great Balanchine ballerina was working with one of our dancers and or more more than one of our dancers but I was watching her work with this dancer and and how she shaped this dancers a Paul Mall and it, it went I by the end I my heart was full fully connected to what the dancer was doing whereas before it wasn't quite i didn't quite feel the connection to the Mm -hmm. piece the work it there wasn't like she didn't pull me in and when she started to use her body in that way and open that part of her torso up and shape um ah was just like it started to melt and i could feel my heart just connecting to it and i feel like that that yeah, it 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 opens up a poetry.
1: Isn't it amazing that, that you, the the mechanical thing, geometrical thing, leads to really artistic and poetic? It just yeah. It's just, <laughs> Hallelujah!
0: It, yeah, 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 It's true.
1: It's and you it, can't
0: put it into words why it does that.
1: I think it's a golden ratio. It's rules of of harmony and beauty mm-hmm. that were discovered by. Ancient Greeks, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it's still there. Mm-hmm. It's still there.
0: Did you read the Mr. B book?
1: I'm reading it.
0: Yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting ready to. I just started yours. Yeah, the boy from Kiev. Oh, you do. Yeah, just t- I wrote just the tiniest bit. So I'm very excited to get into into your story. Mm. But in his story, Jennifer Homan's talks about how Balanchine would say, "Carve your statue.
1: Carve You your statue.
0: you are yes. going to carve your your own uh, statue, and and you." Train yourself into being the shape that you are as a, your individuality. So that's what I took from it. But yeah, it sounds connects the curve, to me. That. The
1: curves, yeah, that's what you think when you look look at the um, historical photographs of ballet. They all always, you know, mm-hmm. show the curves. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was a transition from the old uh, idea of beauty to the more modern one. Uh-huh. uh and now we think that this be- beautiful curves are not relevant anymore mm-hmm. but we need to we need to bring our own ideas of beauty not just to let it you know happen without analyzing or thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beauty uh, is endless uh, mm-hmm. but it could be defined and refined
0: mm-hmm. and that's
1: what I think we should do in a studio actually when we do classes and mm-hmm. rehearsals.
0: I know we're doing a big Balanchine season, and there's a there's so much to see the the a very wide range of his work, and I, I wondered what you were excited to see, and I and hope you could be at many many performances before you leave us to go make another ballet across yeah, the sea. Yeah, I will try to
1: see as, mu- as much as possible. I love uh, seeing jewels. I think it, yeah. it's it's a major statement, and uh, it's a test for the company and for the
0: dancers. I would imagine you would love Piano Concerto Number Two. Yes, yeah. I know it. Uh, it makes I would I would think oh Alexei and PC two we call it PC two PC two okay. yeah
1: I need to re see it I
0: think. oh it's so good
1: it's not among my very favorite really uh, okay as I said uh-huh. every every time uh, we're gonna make you you see love it. it we're you, gonna you, make you love it this it gives <laughs> you a new experience so, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah what about stars and stripes have you ever seen yeah yeah I yeah. saw it yeah that's great <laughs> it's <laughs> great <laughs> entertainment we've done it in a while and it is entertainment yeah. um but, and then I just wanted to you know you're gonna be back making a new work for us this mm. winter yeah but what are you gonna you're doing we don't know what you're doing for us right yet do you know I what do you're I doing, have, do? I
1: oh. chosen the music okay should I mention it or? Mm. Yeah.
0: Let's keep it a surprise. Let's keep it a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also going to be making a full-length Coppelia, right? That you're leaving. Yes, it? Yeah. I'm
1: doing it in La Scala in Milano. Yeah. And um, it's not reconstruction. It's a, it's a new choreography.
0: How do you uh, feel about making story ballets? Uh, it depends. Yeah. I love both. Yeah. I think
1: it's both sides of one apple. You know. You
0: if. do tell a good story, though. <sighs> I think when and even in your abstract. I call them abstract. There's always a story in your work, I think. Yeah, I, I guess yeah.
1: But isn't I mean, I've done I wanted to try, always wanted to try everything. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. done story ballads that are very like taken from literature, from uh, mm-hmm. big novels. Mm-hmm. And trying to follow it, um, I figured out that we can't compete with with um, you know no, we can't compete with drama, with TV, with oh. movies. We can't. We just it's not for ballet. So I learned from my mistakes. But mm-hmm. I think ballet can do really well with a simple story, poetic, mm-hmm. mythological, mm-hmm. or symbolic. It's hard to explain details. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we can we can ex- we can show something and uh, make the audience experience something that can't be worded, something that we can't put in words. But we can do it in ballet, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of our art, mm-hmm. isn't it? It is. It <laughs> okay. is.
0: I was thinking, do you like to give messages of hope and strength and goodness in your work? I, I feel like I, I feel do? Like you do. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's important to the art huh. form, and I think that's a major ingredient that we don't talk about very often. Huh. It's to, I've never uplift, actually thought of to that. uplift society with it.
1: I, I don't plan that when I do work, but... Maybe that's uh, just
0: who you are, and that's why you are a choreographer.
1: Or maybe it's in the music.
0: Yeah, could be.
1: And sometimes something dark, heavy, tragic mm-hmm. could also bring hope. hmm I mean, with the situation with with the war in my country. It's been difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh I've done at at the beginning I didn't know I didn't know how to how to deal with it, how to choreograph, how c- to keep working. Then I did a piece called Wartime Elegy for um uh, Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. Ballet. Mm-hmm. And um it sort of released the the anger and the shock that I had. Mm-hmm. It wasn't literal. It was, it was you know, Energetic. consisted of two parts, mm-hmm. a slow sort of melancholic and mm-hmm. then fast and joyous. Mm-hmm. It, it was like a medicine and, uh, or a, a therapy for me, at mm-hmm. least. It was uh, an important thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I think kapele is actually the only ballet in classical, you know, canon that is, takes place in Galicia, which is Ukraine.
0: Oh, I did not know that.
1: No one knew wow. it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so wow. I'm I'm excited also for that. Yeah. Of course it's an yeah. amazing score. It's yeah. a beautiful score and mm-hmm. very clever story. Mm-hmm. But it also, you know, warms my heart mm-hmm. to do it now.
0: Mm-hmm. Alexei, we're so lucky to have you at New oh. York City Ballet. And we you, are Andy. just filled with joy to have you in our studio and can't wait for for what we do together.
1: I can't wait to start choreographing and do more.
0: Thank you for listening to City Ballet. To stay up to date on episode releases, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We hope to see you soon in the theater, so head over to nycballet.com to have a look at what's on stage.